this episode of Juggalo Judgment may contain, uh, another twisted compilation? Hang on a second. Yeah, we did one like three episodes ago. What? And they didn't even release an album in between these ones. What the fuck is going on? <sighs> well, it's twisted. You know what they do. Listen to discretion is advised. What's up? It's me for your little secondary intro. Uh, we spent a very long time at the beginning of this episode talking about Chris Calico and the recent happenings with him and Strange. And if you want to skip all of that, you can just go ahead and go right to 13 minutes for the uh, part where we talk about the album. Otherwise, uh, take it away, Mike. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Juggalos, Juggalettes, those who don't as such. This is Juggalo Judgment, where two friends take time out of their busy schedule to sit down, listen to, and analyze music of the Juggalo variety. You're joined by our hosts, Mike and... Shmeev. It's a long Shmeev. Yeah, not as long as the other one that I did. That's true. How you doing today? I'm doing alright. How you doing today? I am tired. I finally... This is sort of a free day, except for this. This is a free day. I almost <laughs> asked you if we could do this on Monday, and then I was like... No, I have something else to do, and I do not want to cut short my potential editing time. Again. I don't want to fuck myself over for the future like that. Right, right, right. Um, I'm, I'm tired. I was up for about two hours, like, in the wee hours of the morning because Pizza Hut, I think, fucked me over bad. I was also up late, but it was a cast party, and somebody threw up on my hoodie. Oh, oh yeah, I saw your tweet about that. Not while I was wearing it, but I was still sad about uh, it. Oh, as you should be. <laughs> I, I'd be sad if there was vomit on my own. When I went to grab it to leave, Mom spaghetti. I, didn't, I didn't know it got hit. And I pick it up, I'm like, oh. Oh, you touched the actual <laughs> vomit? So sad. Oh, that's the worst. That is so bad. I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll put a warning at the beginning of this episode, because some people really don't like hearing about vomit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. um, I, I brought it up. Yeah. I, uh, like I said, I was up early. Pizza Hut, I think, was the devil for me. Uh, they fucked up my order last night. That's a shame. Got three pizzas, and instead of marinara, they put barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We called. We got a credit for, Hell yeah, for that's the, the shit. next time. So, the next time you come over for a pay-per-view, we'll only have to pay, like, five dollars. Um... On a, on a on a good note, whenever I was up, I was on social media, and uh, I think that you and I had talked about uh, the Chris Calico situation. Yeah. So uh, apparently, last night at their Red Rocks performance, uh, he re-signed with Strange Music. So what, and was, that was, the, what was the deal? Yeah. So, um, sorry if this is going to cut into us getting into the the actual episode, but uh, this, this is Chris Calico semi Juggalo related news. Chris Calico long-term member of Strange Music, basically since the beginning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it was announced a couple weeks ago that... It wasn't even really announced. All of Trace... All traces of Chris Calico were removed from Strange Music's website. All of his albums and merchandise were gone from uh, their web store. And people started freaking out, like, what the hell's going on? Um, and it was speculated that he was off of the label. He posted a, a, a tweet that was like... You know, I want to thank everybody for, like, the damn near 20 years or whatever. He posted, like, a picture on Instagram of him and Tex saying, you know, this has been my brother for 20 years, all this. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? Mm -hmm. uh, like, two days later, Travis O'Gwen, the um, uh, CEO of Strange Music, posted this long, long uh, thing on the Strange Music blog explaining that Chris Calico... Um, had technically not been a part of Strange Music since 2016. 
Um, apparently, when his last album was released, Go, back in uh, April of 2016, that was the end of his contract. Oh. Um, he basically just fulfilled commitments as far as touring went, and then was just kind of there. He had a new um, contract written up, but they could never, like, fully agree on the terms. Um, and I guess he was just, like, just, he had it. Hmm. Um, Chris Calico has been, uh, it's, it's, it's not, uh, unknown that he has suffered from, um, mental illnesses, uh, bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. um, as, among other things. And he's um, been doing this shit for a long time. And yes. It is, it's not free. Like, he, uh, you don't, you don't, like, touring and stuff, like, it, it's tough. It. <laughs> um, and so, it was, it was, the way Travis O'Gwen had, had pointed out was, you know, uh, Chris tends to overthink a lot, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but they were kind of just going to give him space to do his own thing. Um, and it seemed like, from what I understand, Chris Calico was very disappointed in how his last album uh, ended up. Uh, in that, if you listen to that record, it's it's a very, I don't want to say pop-heavy album. It is something that is very mainstream-oriented and could have been accepted by a very wide audience. Mm-hmm. I think it's his best work yet. Um, and this, the fact that Chris Calico himself did not believe that is very disappointing. Um but we haven't had any new music from him since. Granted, he's been featured on damn near every Strange release. He always is. Um, been on every tech tour. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it begged the question of, it was similar to when uh, Cut Calhoun had uh, left Strange Music. He had, uh, there was a song that he put on one of his uh, final albums. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it was basically along the lines of, you know, you say that you love me, but you're not actually showing the actual support. Okay, um, people were not necessarily buying Cut's records. You know, mm-hmm. you have the diehards who were buying them, right. but the casual fan who liked Tech Nine was not buying Cut Calhoun's music, and I think right. that was also an issue that was uh, that was causing Chris to suffer as well. But like, Cut um, and Strange are cool. Yeah, they're cool. They're cool. Um, but now um, it's it's been about two weeks or so, and uh, they had. As of this recording, there was a, a Red Rocks performance last night um, that Chris was still going to perform at because he was it was an obligation that he already had prior, and he was he said he was going to fulfill that. Um, and while on stage, um, he brought out the contract that was offered to him three years ago and signed it on stage. <laughs> and from what it seems like, because there's there's video of it, um, Tech Nine did not expect it, and like. Chris is like choked up. Tech is choked up. Like they, they, they have a hug that lasts a little longer than just the normal. Like, yeah, this is awesome. It was like, fuck yes, we can continue right. this thing that we've had going on for so long. And it's very, very reassuring because again, Chris is such a big part of Strange Music. He's one of my favorite members of of the label. I've bought all of his stuff pretty much like right when it comes out because I enjoy his style. He's more probably the most talented like fleshed out members of that label he's um, he's got like a lot of like all around oh his, he, he can sort of apply what he's got to like anything he, that he I mean, wants to he, put forth he did like choir music when he was growing up so he oh, yeah. has a wonderful singing voice he can chop like a motherfucker he sure fucking can he's even been featured like on some of the rock stuff that that 
uh, Strange Music has put out and done that. Like, mm-hmm. he is so well-rounded that it's it's baffling that Strange has not thrown him more at a, at a wider audience. Yeah. But my thing is, and take this as you will, but the people who were disappointed in the last couple weeks of, you know, Chris, why are you leaving? Like, you need to stay because blah, blah, blah. My, like, honestly, one of the things that hit me really hard was a couple days ago, I was like, oh my god. Tech won't ever be able to do Welcome to the Midwest on stage again. Mm. Like, that is just him and Chris. Like, yeah. you have to have both of them doing it. Um, the people who were really disappointed about, you know, Chris potentially leaving and whatnot, if you are disappointed then and you now know that Chris Calgo has re-signed with Strange Music, fucking support his next release. Yeah. Like, actually buy his shit. Show that there is actual reason for him to continue doing this stuff. This is one of the reasons I still buy fucking CDs like crazy is because, especially for, like, people who are, you know, underground artists or independent artists, you know, it's really difficult for people to want to find a reason to continue doing what they're doing when they're not being compensated. Yeah. Okay? That is with anything. It's not just with music. Okay? Like, people who fucking, like, stream video games and shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. like gameplay, let's plays and whatnot. You know, obviously they want to be... It's, it's, it's a fun job, but it's something that they're doing in the hopes of being compensated but to do so. Even better fucking, than... Fucking sex workers, man. You know it. Like... Buy your goddamn porn. I am I am totally guilty of having not paid for porn, <laughs> and I fully intend to when I have the extra money to sh- to throw at it. I really do mean that. Let me uh, anything that you are getting for free that you should not be getting for free, fucking support it. Let me let me throw something at you. And actually, here, here's here's an interesting thing. Uh, <laughs> we were supposed to get into this episode. And just L- listen, listen to creators because <laughs> creators have a lot of shit to say on this kind of stuff, and like. There's a, there's actually a recent thing regarding uh, like some indie games and stuff going out on some platform that I don't remember like G2A or some bullshit where people are like, hey, if my game's uh, on here and this and your only choice is either this or pirating it, pirate it because like of stolen keys and shit going on with this oh, fucking company. Oh, okay. And like, you know, there, there's there's a lot of shit with that. Like at the very least, if you ain't got money for something, like fucking boost it. Oh, totally. Fucking boost it to the people. Oh, who do. yeah. Fucking and Twitter is like one of the easiest ways. You just fucking post a link. Oh yeah. And on top that. of that, let me let me let me tell y'all something here. If you really like a, a music artist or something like that, so go into a brick and mortar, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. All that shit's already been paid for. Steal it and go buy it online. That gets the money to them more so. There's, and then they have to restock by buying more of it for the store. I'm not gonna lie, there's actually a uh there's a song that we might touch on in the future that, <laughs> that talks about that. <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, also like, uh, if you can get some on Bandcamp, Bandcamp, to my knowledge, right now has the best artist share of all. Uh, oh really? Online music things. That's yeah. where I bought, uh, I think, Mega Rand stuff from. In the past. I, I appreciate. So, yeah, Bandcamp. I'm pretty sure that they're still on top of that one. That's like good. I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but last I heard, they have the best artist share for music purchasing sites yeah i mean especially when nowadays like buying digitally is probably the easiest way for content creators to actually get their get their share it's more direct exactly like it's one thing like i love physical media and i will continue to buy physical media you know as long as i live especially for cds you know even though i listen to it all digitally after the fact um i just like having that actual physical backup 
But buying digitally, yes, obviously the host is taking a cut of it, but it's much less in the sense of the artist is, you know, paying money to have the albums pressed, yeah. you know, and, and all that stuff. Like, it's and it's again, just, the brick and mortar's already paid for it. Right. None right. of that. Mo- none of the money you pay actually goes to the artist unless they restock, which is why you steal it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not advocating anybody steal anything. <laughs> Um, but so, anyways, I think, I think um, we, we, we good. I think we're good. We good on, um, so I'll put uh, a note. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> this is the case with every fucking episode we do. Hey, look, um, you know, we sure we're juggalo judgment. We got shit to say sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes we're, things go on. we're juggalo judgment. Um, but when we judge things, despite not being judgmental, okay, well, it's okay. bad. Look, man. <laughs> I was already done with him. I know. It was, it was funny. If you if you want uh, if you want info on that, go look at our Twitter from like a couple weeks ago. Um. Anyways, today we are talking about what are we talking about? Twisted's Cryptic Collection Volume Two. We sure are. Um. There was a Volume One, and we did that. We did now do there's that. A volume Two. That is actually true. Um. Give me one second, because I do want to double check. I believe that this came out in two thousand and one. I think you're right. Um, Cryptic Collection Volume 2. This came out on October 22nd, 2001. Yes. Um, October 22nd, you said? 22nd. 22nd. Okay. Is is there something wrong with that? Uh, There's there's a thing on this album that I was just curious about. Oh, okay. I mean, I I would guess that, yeah, I mean, it would have already been... I don't know. Uh, there's there's a track on here. I'll talk about it later. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about, so we'll... Obviously, we'll get there. Um, but... Yeah, so Cryptic Collection Volume 2, we already had the first one that came out uh, after Most Tasteless. This comes out after um, Freak Show, and we get a bit of a hodgepodge of these. Sure, yeah. Again, the <laughs> collection is basically Twisted's Forgotten Freshness. Yeah. And, um... It's a fucking smorgasbord out here. It really is. It's... And we talked about this on Cryptic Collection 1, about how, like, wow, there's a lot of Mr. Bones stuff on here. Um, because there's not a lot of early quote-unquote twisted tracks when they've only released one album at the time. Right. And for some reason, I feel like I'm going to have to reiterate that (laughs) there are some pre-twisted tracks on here. Pretty much half of this record Uh is pre-twisted. I feel like uh, in all (laughs) pre-twisted tracks, there is zero monoxide on there. There is almost none. (laughs) Even on a House of Crazy song on this Fucking no monoxide. No, there's one. There is. Well, on one of the House of Crazies ones I noted, I was two. like, there's no monoxide on this. There's two. Well, on I one know. of them in particular, I noted that there was zero monoxide We're going to, you're probably <laughs> going to point it out and be like, no, that's totally monoxide. I, I don't know. I was looking at Genius and I saw but, that it was just, <laughs> there are two people with verses. There are two verses in the whole fucking thing. <laughs> and it's, it's Mad Rocks, <laughs> ROC. <laughs> We'll have to double check this because I don't know about that. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we're we're kind of. It's interesting to to note though on this album again we have that HOK stuff. After this, we're not going to talk about HOK for a long time. Yeah. Um, there are a couple other Crypto Collection uh, CDs that come out after this one, but they are basically straight up twisted. Um, so we're not going to have the bane of my existence in terrible mixing <laughs> show up um on this uh or after this uh record rather from uh from early uh HOK stuff and whatnot. 
Um, I swear one of the best things that ever happened to Twisted was going to Psychopathic and actually working out of a good fucking studio. Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> I was incorrect. It actually just doesn't have the ROC on it. I, exactly. <laughs> I, I knew exactly which one you were talking about. Um, so yeah. I don't, uh, I don't have anything else to say. Well, I do, but I'll speak of it when we, uh, when we crack open our Fagos. Oh, yeah. What flavor you got today, man? Um, I am drinking a root beer. You got root beer? Yes. Vintage. And I have red pop. You do have red pop. I have stated before, I'm not a huge fan of red pop. I think it's a little bit bitter. That's all I'm saying. on my root beer. Which means that I have to be in a bitter mood. <laughs> To drink it. Why am I in a bitter mood today, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. Because we're listening to Cryptic Collection Volume 2. I like some songs on this one. Oh, okay. I like about half of them on here, give or take. I am bitter because, are you familiar with the app um, or website? I don't know if it's a website. I know it's an app. OfferUp? No. Okay. It is basically a site where people post stuff to sell. Sure. Okay. I found a CD single. Here we go. For anybody who's fans of Twisted, you're you're familiar of the song "Wrong with Me." Uh, I'll talk about this now because it's th- there's no point in holding back on it. It was a single that was given away to people. I guess whenever they went to Hallowick, I think in 2001, they were given like a flyer or a card that had info on how to get a single called "Wrong with Me," which was going to be on their project Black Magic. Black Magic was meant to be just a straight up rock um, experiment from Twisted. Hmm. "Wrong with Me" was from the sessions, but I guess wasn't going to be on the album, so this single was the only way to acquire it. And this single is a bitch to find. Like, straight up, it is so fucking difficult to find, it is frustrating. And anytime I've seen it on eBay or whatever, it is pushing 60, 70, Jesus Christ. sometimes three digits. I have seen that, and I'm like, I can't justify that. I was on offer up. I just happened to type in Twisted, and I saw one pop up. I was like, holy shit, cool. Click on it. The guy wanted $20 with $3 shipping. I was like, for a single, that's a little bit much, but for that that's single, worth it's it pretty slick. to me. I sold a single once for 80 bucks, and that's because the person Christ. and that's because the person offered me 80. I didn't say, <laughs> oh, I'll sell it for 80 bucks. He offered me 80, and I was like, uh, you're sure. <laughs> okay. Now, with offer up, and I guess it's like this on, on eBay as well, when you send the money, the people don't get their money until um, it's sent and it's confirmed that the person got it. Oh. I think. At least that's what, how OfferUp does. Sure. Basically, if we confirm that, yes, okay, I'm buying this or whatever, I send the money to OfferUp. OfferUp holds it. It's like escrow. The person uh, then, you know, ships it. They give the shipping confirmation. Right. And then once I get it, I have like two days or so to, you know, say, yes, I got it in. Yes, it's in the condition that they said. Like, everything's fine. And then the person gets their money. Sure. Six days go by. I get a... Well, first, like, after a couple days, I got a notification from OfferUp saying, hey, we're going to nudge him because he hasn't sent us shipping information. Sure. Today, at just before noon, I get a message saying that the guy canceled the order. Damn. After six days. That's rough. And I am like, what the fuck? That reminds me of when I tried to get that album, and then I, when I ordered it, they said it was out of stock. Right. Even though it was listed. So now I'm like, and I posted on Twitter, like, with the screenshot saying that he canceled, I was like, what do you think I should do? And uh, one person, one of our, our listeners said, like, maybe he, like, realized what he had. And I said, 
okay, here's the problem. If you're going to sell something, do your fucking research first. Yeah. Yeah. And even if that wasn't the case, why did you wait fucking six days to do it? Right. Why didn't you say something to me ahead of time? I mean, like, hey, man. And I still would have been shitty, but at least I would have gotten over that sooner. Yeah, I mean, like, it's... Te- like he's I'm annoyed. A, a person is well within their rights at any point to just, you know, decide not to sell something, but it still really sucks to do that in particular. But that's the thing, like, I have messaged him and said, and I asked, I was like, hey man, I saw this was cancelled, something up. And I'm waiting to mm. get a response back, and if I don't hear by, back by, like, tomorrow, I'm probably gonna message offer up and be like, hey, shitty seller, because they didn't get in touch with me about anything. So, hey, Maybe that's a shitty practice on my part, but... But that's why you're drinking Red Pop. That's why I'm drinking Red Pop. That's why I'm bitter. That's why we're gonna crack, crack open these open. Again, be careful, because they did fall, so... Uh, it was a while ago. Yeah, true. Delightful. Mm. <coughs> oh, God. This fucking goddamn cough syrup shit. <coughs> oh, child. Oh, fuck. With that, it's Sorry about time to jam. get into uh, Cryptic Collection Volume 2. Let's start off on this first track here. I think that's a good place to start. That's probably a good tr- place to start. This is uh, Freak Show Intro 2. What a spoken word. You don't say. Yeah. So, uh, just like we did with Crypto Collection uh, 1, I will read what's in the booklet, because they give explanations, and uh, and then we'll go from there. So, from this one, it said uh, this was recorded in May of 2000, and it's actually the first concept outtake with vocal narration by Jamie Madrox. Hmm. So yeah, this is word for word the intro that we got on Freak Show, but this is read by Madrox. Um, is it also like the same background? It is, yeah. Everything is the same. It's just um, a different reading. Yeah, like, except yeah. except Madrox is reading it, not Legs Diamond with the vocal effect. Yeah. Um, he also, he does not have the, like, emotion in it. He's just, no. he's reading it very flat. It's yeah. Kinda, yeah. I think what, obviously, this was, was to kind of lay down, like, okay, this is the cadence that I'd like you to read this in. Right. Because it's almost, like, beat for beat. Yeah. But, yeah, I do think that it's a good thing this got canned. Yeah. it's not great. <laughs> um, you want to just roll right into this? I mean, it won't matter because track number two is Murder, Murder, Murder. Yeah. Which, guess what? We've already done this. Y'all y'all hear this? We heard this murder, on murder, murder. Uh, Psychopathics from Outer Space Volume 1. That sure was. Uh, a so we don't have to talk about Here's that. Here's some news. What I... I can do, what I can do, is I can read the the description for that. Huh? If you want to, I, guess I can. This was originally released on the first release on the first pressing of those tasteless and quickly became an underground juggle of favorite. Due to the song's graphic and violent content, it was never released on a, a nationwide basis. And I only want to say that that's probably half true. I think the other half is the fact that it has a sample that was probably not cleared. Uh-huh. Like the murder, murder, murder. Is Method Man. Yeah. So I'm willing to bet they did not shell out any money to the clan of Wu-Tang for uh, that. Here's some news for y'all. I still really don't care for that song. (laughs) Uh, The intro also, it was... It was whatever. It's it's the freak show intro again, and not as good as the other one. It's not. That also is kind of lukewarm on. Although I do want to say, I've talked to you about this. uh I, 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 I even... 
I tweeted at Twisted about oh, this. Yeah. They did not say anything <laughs> to me. I was curious about Jamie Madrox's verse in Murder, 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 where at the very beginning of it, he specifically calls out the date. All oh, right. Christmas Eve, 1997. He doesn't say Christmas Eve. He says, like, December 24th, 97. Right. And I was just curious because it's very specific, and I was just like, I want to know if he pulled that from something. If it was, like, even if it was just, like, he, like, there was, like, a local news thing about something that happened on that oh, Christmas Eve, and he was just like, huh, I'll borrow that. I am also very amused by the fact that, uh, like, he says it's, like, at, like, what, like, 2 a.m. or something? Like, I don't remember. It, so it sounds like he's attempting to imply that it's, like, like the clock turning over into Christmas morning, but it's just not, it's, it's the morning of Christmas Eve for some reason. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that was a thing, but... I have no idea. To me, to me, the date doesn't change until I go to sleep. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. It's like, that's... If I, if I am awake at Christmas Eve, it turns to mid... Like, actually, it's a lie. Christmas is the only time when that's different. <laughs> as soon as midnight hits, I'm like, all right, I want my presents now. Right. But... Like, but everything else is until like, you wake up the next morning. Yeah, it's still the previous. day. It is like I could have stayed up until five in the morning, mm -hmm. and nah, like okay, today is the the twentieth. If I was awake straight until four or five in the morning, it's still the nineteenth. Yeah, you know, and then I sleep for two hours, and then magically a day has passed. The, it doesn't quite work <laughs> the whole way. I can't stay up like. A full 24 and not have the day change. No, yeah. There is a time whenever, like, if everyone else around me wakes up, you I'm acknowledge like, that. All right, the day has changed <laughs> and I'm just up for this. This is the life I'm living now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I feel you on that one. Um, but yeah, the, that, that's that's all I really had on it. Yeah, uh, there wasn't Jamie much... Madrocks, get back to me on that. I just, was... just, I just want to know. There wasn't much on uh, on this track to, to really go over, though. No, we so. covered it already. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it on Psychobacks from Ashbase Volume 1. If you want to hear it, hear us go in more depth, you can check out that episode. So, up next, we're going to talk about Liquid Friend. Well, let me, let me tell you a lunatic escape from the asylum. I used to dig a hole for the body bus and I'd hide them in my backyard under the porch or in the cellar. A dweller, a rather fucked up young fella got bats in my belfry, but nobody helps me. And I, you're my enemy, cause everybody wants to kill me. I find myself in a bottle of liquor, but is it quicker for me to stick Or maybe I should stick you? What do I do? My mind is gone with the wind. My mortal sin is hidden with a friendly grin. I don't know what do you think I can't see straight And I've had too much to drink Blink my eyes and try to find my soul I'm on a road More like out of control Where's my soul? It must be on a higher plane I'm insane with all this butane in my veins Swing my head and search for a better half Everything's funny so I guess I start to laugh Substance abuse is taking on a new blend And I owe it all to my liquid friend school basement track by Mr. Bones, a.k.a. Jimmy Madrox, recorded in summer of 95 for his first solo release entitled Sacrifice, limited to 500 copies. Uh, this one, so Sacrifice, the, the thing you mentioned, it was actually, uh, Psychopathic re-released it, um, on their, uh, their tour that they did in 2010. Um, 
And I have a copy of it. And I remember listening to it on the way home from that concert and, like, not digging it at all. Wow. Um, this track does not help that. No. So, like... <laughs> Drinking is bad. That's, yeah, well, that's basically... A, well, that's the, it's like he's trying to talk about alcoholism, but he can't stop the whole, like, I'm insane and twisted thing. And yeah. whatever he wants to say is just kind of lost in all that. It's a little weird. Um, I also... That little thing in the chorus, like... I part like of that it, line. Like the the the, the synth, okay. But part of it is slightly off beat on one of them, and it really irks me. I have to re-listen. Yeah, it's 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 really rough. Like it's it's hard to to really hear unless you're listening for it. But it's like it's it's slightly too early, and I'm like, it bothers me. The other thing is he has lines in this that he like repeats in the first and second verse, uh-huh. and in this it really bothers me. Because, like, I don't know if it's just, like, the way that he does it. There is a there is a man who can pull that off, and his name is Mike Shinoda. Yes. You listen to In the End, or you listen to Faint. It's... it's the dude can do... Can, the dude can, like, use a line that he's used previously in another verse because he's just really good at carrying over a complete theme with it. Yeah, it's, it's a good callback if you're, like, helping to expand on it. Madrox is saying very little. Just using <laughs> it again does nothing to enhance it. Um, I did write a note that said, breathe, damn it, and I think it was from, like, the beginning of this third verse, maybe, where he's just, like, it's a really long-running line, and he just keeps going and going and going, and I was like, what the fuck? Um, but the best thing about this track is not the track itself, but it's at two minutes and 50 seconds. If you want to scooch on ahead, get them, get them glasses on. Yeah. Unfortunately, Your glasses. The, the tracking thing shows up very small. Yeah. I cannot see it anymore. What was it? Two, two, uh, two fifty. All right there. That sounds good. Like pretty good. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good uh, prank call. Yeah, you're pranking your boss. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like Violent J was apparently very sleepy. I think. I think it was implied that it was very late at night. <laughs> um, and just. Instantly salty <laughs> for oh, being, being woken up. <laughs> but what irks me about that, and I, it's it's completely genuine. Like you can tell. Oh yeah. Like he wasn't in on this or anything. Yeah. But like you're hearing the voice, and you're like, that doesn't sound like Madrox. <laughs> like, come on, come on. Right. Also, how many people would have? Well, when were these J's? done? Huh? When were these done? Oh, it doesn't even say. Uh, they could have been any time. Could have been early. You don't know. I guess, but like... Also, it could have been at a time when I, like... 
whenever they probably got like they they like exploded in popularity prior to this and people are fucking freaky <laughs> yeah i guess you're right i don't know but that's just like we're we're kind of piggybacking off of like when they prank called blaze oh yeah and said that his oh, album for was sure like those are good prank calls the ones that the jerky boys did on jekyll brothers not good yeah no just like, obnoxious bullshit sorry love jekyll brothers hate those fucking skits <laughs> they're not good the only good skit on there is the drive-thru and it's because it's an actual skit yeah like everything else fuck it um so yeah we can uh you got anything else on this uh, on this one nope all right let's let's keep moving on down this is track four this is i remember Similar to something from Freak Show, and you told me the Freak Show intro. I was like, "Yeah, but there's another one." And you're like, "And you said another track," and I was like, "Okay, I can't wait to talk about this one." This unreleased track was the original concept outtake for the song "Different," featured on the Freak Show album. Except this version has completely different lyrics and breaks. It was recorded in mid-May of 2000 and has never been heard until now. Hmm. The background music, the uh, not not like the core or anything, but like the actual instrumental yeah. is identical to Different. Really? Yes. Huh. Different just has obviously different lyrics, but also like the heavy guitar in there. Mm. But yeah. Um, this is like a really good song. Though. It's really fucking good. Like, I... Wait, are you implying that Different was not good? I don't remember it. I think I was okay with it, but I don't okay. know. Okay. I, I was like, it's Different's fucking awesome. I, I love that track. I, I don't know if I would go to bat for Different as much as I would for this, though. This one is... Like, this is one of the few tracks... I don't want to say a few tracks. It seems... It's very genuine. Like, what do you got? <laughs> I like it a lot whenever they are authentic. Right! Like... <laughs> and this is incredibly authentic. And I'm gonna... I'm gonna... Like, this song honestly makes sense that it wasn't on Freak Show. It yeah. doesn't fit with that CD. This song is incredibly different from literally anything that they do. In like, general. Like... Like, it, it's nifty to kind of hear, like, them just tell brief stories. Yeah. You know... Things of, of, like, you know, their their past that got, like, that, you know, helped bring them to the point they are at this time. And, yeah. like, I don't know. It's just a very, it's it's soft, which we don't really get often from Twisted. It's a chill groove and everything. It is. Like, I don't know. I, I've always liked this song. And maybe it's partially because, like, the music is similar to different. Um, excuse me. But just, I don't know. It's a nice track. Yeah. Like, 
This adds actually it it could have fit in somewhat on like most tasteless with some of the other tracks on there that I appreciated. <laughs> I I feel like it's it's not the same style as like a die motherfucker die or secondhand smoke, but it's it closer been, to that vein than it is anything on Freak Show. It could have been similar like renditions of reality. That too. Like that's really which is again a very very like deep track for them. Yeah. You know. This is this is a little more like surface level, but still, it's but th- this one it's them being open. Yeah, uh, of, we get, of anything that I have heard them. This do. is this, this is, is the <laughs> most straight up, authentic. Like this, th- it's them. It's them. It's, <laughs> it's not. It's not the we're so good and people won't appreciate us. Yeah, this that whatever. Or like we are. We're we're psycho killers. Yeah, <laughs> this is them just saying like. Man, I remember all the shit that happened to me, like in the past, like yeah, you know, when when Madrox first smoked weed, like they both bring it up. Yeah, that's true. They're like both of them are ta- are gonna bring up. Like I remember that. That was cool. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah. like I, they don't I, have anything to say on them, but you know what? That's all. That's it. Like and at the end, there's like a hook thing at the very end of it. And I yeah, was like yeah, man. It's it's nice. To, to veg out to. That would have been... If there's something I could have changed, I would have had, like, them break up the verses and put that chorus, like, It's a short song yeah. regardless, so, I mean, like... I know, I I honestly would have liked this to be a longer track. Two verses, hook, boom. Like, 249 is not bad, cause, and there's no skit, oh, it, but... It goes for a while. Like, I... Yeah, because the, the chorus does go a little bit longer, but okay. other than that, it's whatever. So... I, I appreciate that, and I feel like I don't get that enough from anybody <laughs> on Psychopathic, and I'm like, damn it. It's it's when I have these epiphanies where I'm like, oh man, I just like the things that they very rarely do. <laughs> Fuck. It's like, oh no, I have to leave this one on my phone. <laughs> I like them for the things that are very not them. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Well, who knows if, if you'll encounter more of that in the future. We'll I don't know. Out. We'll see in a, in a while. I don't know when we're going to talk about Twisted next. Might be a little bit. Maybe whenever we get down to, like, the Wraith or something. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing that they're featured on. It's the best thing. I mean, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> anyway, let's, uh, move on. let's have a smoke break. If Recorded in March of 98 for the first pressing of Most Tasteless. The voice you hear is none other than Violent J, and the reply is definitely hell yeah. I took a note for this. You did. I. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's move I have, on. No, hold on. I actually have some fun about this. <laughs> Alright. Um, I remember at one of my earlier Twisted shows just losing my mind when they decided to bust this out. Because they had... Like, of all the people in the audience. Oh, for real. For, for real. But, like, Madrox was on one side of the stage, Monoxide was on the other, and they're, like... I don't remember if Monoxide was doing it, but Madrox definitely was, where he was doing, like, like a high kick step in time <laughs> to this, and it was the coolest shit ever. 
And then it was like two shows later, um, like one of the times that I had my phone out, I don't bust up my phones at shows anymore. Um, but at this one show, I just happened to be recording something and I got the entirety of Smoke Break on video. I was so fucking hyped. <laughs> like, it made me so happy. I think I have that on. I think I put that on my YouTube, like, a while ago. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't bust out the phone at uh, at shows anymore. Like, I'll do it for the VIP stuff. But after the one time, whenever I took, no joke, 1,300 photos at a concert, um, to, be, to where it was basically me, like, staring at my phone at the show, um, I was like, yeah, I'm not enjoying the show as much. Right. I try to get, like... So yeah, like it took a couple when we went to Fozzie. And my my thing is, uh, it, it all depends on some stuff because I always want to get at least like one really good shot of each band that I see. Right. But then whenever I went to see Judas Priest, mm-hmm. um, he has ridiculous like different backings mm-hmm. for of all of the different stuff that he oh, does. Oh, okay. So, so like, oh man, I gotta get one for each one. Like he'll have like this wicked fucking scene for like. You know, like, hell-bent for leather or some shit. And then it's, like, breaking the law and stuff. You get the fucking police lights and all this shit up there. Cool. Also, he'll, you know, you have to get a picture of him when he comes out on his fucking bike. You gotta catch all that. <laughs> for hell-bent for leather again. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty cool. That, that kind of shit. If anything, like, anytime there's, like, a really just cool thing going on, I'm mm-hmm. like, uh. Yeah, I, I think one of the last times I really took pictures or anything at a show it was like I said I did for Fozzie mm-hmm. when we went and I had then, to take those close-ups of Yoda sitting on a theremin and he got knocked over that was so oh cool. yeah <laughs> but like I remember with Fozzie like I think one of the or no I took some video at it mm. because I remember the one time like I started the video and the lights were all out and then his uh light up jacket came uh, on I was like this is the best <laughs> it was great mm-hmm. um but yeah other than that I don't really I don't really mess with uh, any other picture taking stuff like i said i'll do it for like the vip stuff like when i get to you know meet the artist or whatever oh, i mean that's a given yeah but <laughs> everything else i'm like nah i i just want to go there i've seen the artist so many times that the picture is not really gonna like matter anymore yeah, carry the memory you know especially when like my phone i have a good phone but taking a picture on that thing is not as good as if I had, like, an actual professional fucking camera. Right. So the pictures aren't, again, going to mean nearly as much. But, yeah, that's just... That's, that's just why I started story. hiring a professional photographer to come with me to shows. Right. Take pictures for yeah, me. Yeah, I need to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me know uh, Let me know what their rates are. I know someone. <laughs> really? I know a professional photographer, oh, too. Okay. <laughs> Technically, I do, too. We're just not on speaking terms right now. Oh. <laughs> Hey, so well, I know you do anyways. weddings usually, but <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So we talked for about three or four minutes on a twenty-five second track. Um, I think we can move on to track number six. This is "Why the Children." Down the line. 
wrong with this bitch's eyes? She turned around and her eyes were a deep red. Blood stains matted her hair to her fucking head. Seeing this sight, I almost began to choke. I swung my shovel and the girl turned into smoke. What was happening? Did I lose my mind? Dug up a grave, let her breathe for the first time. Yeah. I move, I got to find my kid. My little brother who died before. Why the children is some old school wicked shit for that ass. Recorded in September of 95 by Mr. Bones for a Sacrifice album, it is one hell of a slamming ass basement joint about dead kids. I guess that's a way to say it. <laughs> so, this instrumental is super early 90s as fuck. It is. Like, that, the, that one hit in there, I don't know like what it is. But it distinctly reminds me of, like, shit you would hear in, like, a late 80s, early 90s, like... Which one hit? Coming of It's like that, that, there's like that high-pitched I'm just thing. gonna play it again. Go ahead. It's, it's kind of in the background of it. So I can be closer to him. But it's, it's weird, like, a, like a little piano thing. Is it piano? It doesn't... I don't think it's like a piano. thumb piano or something. Maybe. It's, it's something like that. But that sound... I have heard it so much. Like, it's still going. No, not that. that not that? I have no not idea what the fuck you're talking oh, about it's, then. It's super annoying that, I, that I'm the only one who's hearing it. <laughs> but it, it reminds me of um, of shit that you'd hear like in a in an old like late 80s or early 90s film. It's it, legit. I hear that sound uh, in... Um, there's a song on Vanilla Ice's uh, first album uh, called Rasta Man. And that sound is like right fucking on there. It sounds just like it. Um, no, no, I'm gonna cut all this out. That sound, like that sound right there. (laughs) Skip like twenty seconds in. God, I'm tripping real hard. Hop the fence with the shovel in my hand. This is it that that I'm hearing. It, it's not playing right now. It's super fucking subtle. Is, is it there? It's playing there, yes. What I'm hearing, it's playing through the whole goddamn song. It's, not, though. it's just different. No, it's not. It's, it is something different than what you're hearing. Here's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing bass. I'm hearing hi-hat. I'm hearing snaps. I'm hearing somebody whacking a fucking woodblock for some reason. And then I'm hearing a piano line. It's fucking gross. He's like fucking hitting like major seconds or some shit in there. And then he plays a different thing after that section's over. I'm not... I don't know. It sounds like it's It's different. Same instrument, different line. It sounds like it's different than that instrument, though. But I don't fucking know. Anyways. So, I actually... I think that this song has good storytelling. I I did write, aside from Why Indeed, which is what I, what I put initially, mm-hmm. I also wrote, he stays on point. Like, this is a really... He's he's telling a story from beginning to end here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Spoilers, see, he done killed his brother. Yeah, I actually, it took me until, like, list, like watch, bringing up Genius earlier mm. and getting that. Because it has like, the annotation there for you, so you know. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. The, um, I mean, he all but says it in, like, the, the late last part of the song. Right. Um, but this is a track that is like, okay, for Mr. Bones' solo, like, this is not bad. Yeah. And... The fact that it is, like, it's not necessarily one track, but he stays on track oh, he's, through the entire song. He's on he's, He knows what he's talking about, and he's doing it. Um, But yeah, so it, it's a track I can I, only assume he actually murdered his brother. That does, I hope not. Biographical. That's, no. <laughs> I'm not implying that at all. Um, I'm not implying it, I'm just speculating. Yeah, so... <laughs> No, this is... I, I actually never cared for this song in the past, yeah. but upon doing this deep dive, I actually enjoy it more. I, it's it's an alright track. I don't, like... It's whatever. Like I said, he does stay on track. He's good storytelling in general. Yep. I, I do like the beat for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. It, again, it just sounds like that early 90s shit. Like, like this came out in 95, but this sounds like they made this instrumental in 92. <laughs> this would have been a good Halloween track. You know what? This could have been a decent Halloween track. Yeah. It it would fit a bill for that. Mm -hmm. All you just have to throw in is that it was in October. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got anything else on this one? you have to slow it down to a fucking crawl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait until we get later in this album, because I got something to say about that. I know already. No, you don't. Okay. Because it's something that happened today. Oh. Up next. I don't care. I talk too much, I don't care, I talk too much Mama say I fell in life, I don't care, I fell in life uh -uh. Daddy says I drink too much, I don't care, I drink too much no People say I'm headed nowhere, and I don't fucking care Jimmy Johnson's gonna die, Sarah Susie's gonna die Everybody's dying slow, I don't give a fuck uh. I'm only short like 50 bucks, I couldn't get 50 fucks I could really use some help, you could go and fuck yourself Ooh. Everybody's gonna die, Jimmy Falling from the sky Mothers with their children crying I can give a fuck why They say you'll never walk again well, Like the Sega in I think somebody stole my truck Tell someone who gives a fuck So that's I don't care. This you're not you're not letting me talk first. This is in fact a Dark Lotus track. This is legitimately. This is actually a song where I see like the distinction between Dark Lotus, where they go from like giving a fuck as they do as ICP typically. Like you know they talk about a lot of stuff in here, mm -hmm. you know, and they bring up a lot of actual like real world issues. Where mm -hmm. on something like uh, terrible, they're like. Why are people paying attention to this? To, you know, this, where they are those people. <laughs> and, yeah, they, they have, like, this edgy, quote-unquote, nihilism mm -hmm. delivered through this Nine Inch Nails impression. And I can note a difference between what Dark Lotus is and what ICP is in this. So That's what I have to say about it. Okay. 
Go on. So I couldn't talk about this first? <laughs> I just wanted to say that before. I, I, you know, I, I just wanted to cover things All right. first. The words Dark Lotus alone should tell you this track is rare. Recorded in July of 2000 by the supergroup comprised of Twisted and ICP, a.k.a. Dark Lotus. Previously available only in the Pendulum Number no. 2, which is now out of print and long gone. Oh. We talked about the Pendulum. It's um, the comic series. Sure. They came out with, there is a compendium that has all of them, and they put all of the tracks um, on one CD. Uh, they did take off three of the tracks, so I had to find that one separately, those motherfuckers. Um, we might talk about the pendulum in the future. Um, but uh, this song, I know that there's... Okay, there, when I say there's a video for it, I say it's on the JCW Volume 2 DVD, I think. And it's literally just the song is playing over a bunch of clips of JCW wrestling. Huh. Um, See, like so I wanted, it's, I wanted it's to basically get... like it's basically like any of the promo videos that WWE used to do um, for like their early two thousands pay per views <laughs> of like this is the the big feud going on, and now we have saliva playing always like course, yeah. in there. I think that was at uh, oh fuck, it was whatever had the first elimination chamber pay per view. Yeah. Um, Always, which never paid attention to that song until like I heard that. So like such a weird song to have for a pay per view. Yeah, it basically sounds like it's about domestic violence. Oh, um, but the song just goes so fucking hard that you don't really pay attention. Well, there you go. Um, but anyway, sorry to that, get off the that, topic that, of that. That's why. That's why I wanted to actually get out in front of that. Like when anytime that I make a reference to them like impersonating some other band or something like that. I, I always want to get that out first just in case you read the breakdown and it's like... And they're like, yes, we've decided to take inspiration it's like, from Nine Inch Nails. Produced by Trent Reznor. Like, oh, wow. He doesn't um, hate you then. <laughs> so, this is... This is... I actually don't know. Do they, they have issues with Trent Reznor? I feel like they would. Trent Reznor? I don't know. Okay. Um, Probably not. Um, So, here's the thing. I really enjoy this track. Like, a lot. Um, this is one of the times where everybody is rapping the exact same way, mm -hmm. but I think it fits the track. I mean, it doesn't... This track in particular doesn't leave a lot of room for any kind of, you know... The instrumental is... is like, like, it's like moving kind of pretty fast. The option that you have is to rap fast with it. Right. And the, the hooks and the little, like, bridge breaks in it are mm -hmm. frequent enough that it, it breaks it up, and it's nice. It's, right. It's really well done. Um, but I, I have one issue with this song, and I think that this is because... Okay, so they said this came out in 2000, or was recorded in 2000, rather, and Lotus was released in 2001. And... Was this in, like, that awkward phase where they couldn't decide what they really wanted to do with Dark Lotus? Possibly. I know that we talked about it, like, on that episode about how you can hear the songs that were produced by Mikey Clark, right. and most of them are, like, the slower, uh, darker, they don't really have, like, a lot of overproduction, not overproduction, but they're, they're more stripped down than a lot of the other ones, compared to songs like fucking like Swarm or Alibaba that right. you know, have a lot more to them. And then there's like, this one going like almost like weird industrial grungy kind of shit. Which is kind of like a faster ver thing of like Hurt Myself, which has that sound to it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, when was this track made, especially with it only having Twisted and ICP on it? Right. Well, I'm, not when was it made. It was made July 2000. But like, again, there were so many like 
shifts in what Dark Lotus was kind of going for in the production of that first album that, like, what was the point of, like, we made this song? Because this, okay, July of 2000, mm-hmm. um, Freak Show was released three months later, and the song Maniac Killer, which is a Dark Lotus track, sounds nothing like this. Who did produce this track? You know what? I don't know offhand. Let me see if it shows it on Wikipedia, because it doesn't have production notes. Are you kidding me? It's not on there? Goddamn. No, no. The the critical collections don't fucking show shit. Wow. And I hate that. Let's see. It It does not. It does not fucking show it. That's super annoying. If I had to guess, this is around the time where we still have, um... Uh, Mikey Clark, so I'm assuming he produced this one. Okay. Um, if it wasn't him, it would have been Mike P, but I think Mike P showed up after this. So this is probably still uh, Mikey Clark. Which isn't really like... It's not that I wouldn't expect it, um, but also Mikey Clark didn't really do like the industrial type sound yeah. for RCP. So, I don't know. I have no idea. If anybody yeah. knows, please let us know. It's cause... hard to call this one, but I mean, like, I would imagine it, I'd probably lean more towards Mikey Clark or Mike P. But, again, like, it's weird. This is one of the few times where I'm like, is this really, like, yes, they're saying it's a Dark Lotus song. They didn't release it on a Dark Lotus album or anything like that. But is this... Dark Lotus. I it's mean, I really can, fucking weird. I can differentiate between what they're doing in this and compared to I Standard Fair more yeah. so than literally any fucking other one. That's <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll go. Like, I'll go with that. Like what? When when you say that they're intended to be different characters between ICP and Dark Lotus, I see it more here. Yeah, it's really like, like just you know, there. Yeah. It's, it's okay. just plain-faced. It's really blatant and all that shit, but, like, you know. Okay, that's... That's where I see it more than anywhere else. That is not unfair. I will go with that. Uh, we got anything else on this one? Nope. Okay, up next. She ain't afraid. Trust me, trust Except me. Except, we've already me. talked about this. Yeah, well, I'll read the thingy. Me. That was a track. She ain't afraid has become the anthem for many cock crazies. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't read this before. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's become the anthem for many cock-crazed, cr- cock twisted serial-killing juggalettes who enjoy the finer things in life, like getting their box banged out. <laughs> the track was recorded... <laughs> the track was recorded in April of 98 for the most tasteless first pressing. Unfortunately, due to lyrics like, she ain't afraid to let me fuck her in the ass, and she took the rubber off and then she shoved it in her mouth. The track was respectfully cut from the reissue put out by Island Records. <laughs> That's where they drew the line. <laughs> I guess that is like still illegal in some states at this point. Anal sex? Yeah, probably. Yeah, there, there's there's some states in in the the greatest country on earth where that's still illegal for some reason. It's probably only, it's probably only legal to do missionary there too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Should we move on? This place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Up uh, next, track number nine, Homebound. Get down, not to my house, the roof is so funky, I gotta jump out just 
music Throw your hands in the air Cause I'm getting jealous of some motherfuckers Who just don't care But never speak on my crazy house When I'm fouled up Keep my lingo motherfucker Cause I've just begun To rock the beat With a dance of retro Horror music And I hit a fucking end Don't smoke as I choke The terror is felt So strong on my wicked shit My motherfucking brain is about to melt Halfway home to my pad itself To be locked down and sedated In my thoughts and my wicked realm Holding my nuts kicking Homebound was recorded in August of 1994 by the House of Crazies. Yes, I'm referring to the group Twist it originated from. The track was taken from their second release entitled Homebound and was been out of print since the Except this was basically just a twisted track because noted House of Crazies member of the ROC right. is nowhere to be found. Because they could not put him on these albums. Oh, was he initially on this track? Yes, he was. Just as he was on Murder, Murder, Murder... But is not featured on this on this release because wow. he was not on good terms <laughs> with Twisted or Psychopathic or anything. Uh, so ROC will not. I show didn't know he was on bad terms with Twisted in general. I didn't know that was a thing. Well, they split with him. Well, I didn't know that that was like over bad terms. Oh yeah, they were <laughs> because because ROC was being an asshole at the time, hmm. and like they had to like stop the or they had to leave the one tour i think it was the malenko tour or whatever they had to drop from or whatever because he just didn't want anything to do with them anymore uh. and that was why like after the fact they went to violent j and were like listen we dropped him because we want to work with you guys mm. you know and we can't do anything where we're at right now so that was why like i'm pretty sure it took them like probably a good like seven years or so give or take to to really reconcile with ROC hmm. um and uh, and work with him again so um i mean it may have been less time than that but it yeah it seems like they weren't on speaking terms for a while i could be completely wrong but just based on what i see we don't see him featured on anything for a very long time um and i think on the house of crazies albums that like slowly got re-released while they were on psychopathic i think that they didn't have ROC on them like they had his stuff removed mm. um except for the one album that came out in 2004 I think they still had his stuff but he might have been cool with it at the time well Monoxide come on the show and talk to us about it I'd like to hear what you have to say I'd be cool with that just Monoxide I can't I I I, I wish that I had more time to chat with them when I went to VIPs same a lot of times it's kind of just the hey man thanks for coming out sign this cool great picture Thanks for what you do. Appreciate it. Right. Can't wait to see the show. And there's a lot of people. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's the whole thing. Yeah. It's... I I know that there's people who are like, oh, man, I hope I can talk to them about this. And I'm thinking to myself, because I've gone to, like, almost a dozen VIPs, it's like, you don't get time. <laughs> like, Good luck. I hope you can... Like, the it. first time I met ICP, and I had them sign, like, Jeffrey Brothers, like, Violent J asked me, like, you know, what was your first record that you grabbed? And it was like, it was very like, it was kind of off-putting because I didn't expect to be asked that. Right. And it was also awkward to say Forgotten Freshness 4. <laughs> and I said, I was like, it was Forgotten Freshness 4, but that's because like, 
it was it was a cheaper CD and it had more songs, so I wanted to grab something that could get more music all at once. And he was like, "That's still fresh." And I was like, "Ah!" <laughs> and like when we went and saw ICP, and he was like, "I forgot about it," <laughs> <laughs> but that's fresh. <laughs> but uh, like when we went, when you and I went, I think I was the last person to to do the VIP. Yeah, we were like back of the line, and um, when I had them sign um, my uh, oh, they signed my missing link. Did I bring both CDs or just the one? Can't I can't remember. But um, all I said was like, hey man, these albums, like, so many people hate on the newer albums because they don't sound like ICP. Meanwhile, yeah. there's me who I get to experience these, like, as they're coming out the same way the people who got to experience the first deck when they came out. Like, it's a big deal for me. And so I was like, listen, these albums, like, hit me really fucking hard. Um, So I appreciate that. And, like, I remember whenever the missing link found came out i fucking cried um like midway through listening to the album because it was so positive and i remember saying to my girlfriend like i wish i could feel like this and i told violent j that and he like he talked about it for a little bit he's like you know every these albums are gonna hit everybody differently like and all this and i was like this is fucking cool yeah. Also, he was high as fuck. So oh, he was. <laughs> oh yeah. He was fucking blitzed, and that's why we missed. <laughs> and he had a solid like you know hour and a half of it. So. Oh my god. <laughs> they were fucking hot boxing in there. Jesus Christ. It was so bad, and then they denied it. Oh, <laughs> they fucking denied it. Those assholes. So we couldn't. We, we could smell it before we got in the room. <laughs> oh, God, so bad. All right, that had nothing to do with Homebound. Anyway, homebound. <laughs> uh, do you have anything regarding the content of the song Homebound? I said rhymes on rhymes on rhymes. Oh, okay. Because they just flow like motherfuckers on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, But don't say much. <laughs> it's yeah, kind of rhyming for I, the sake of rhyming. I said these guys sure are crazy. One could even say that they are twisted. <laughs> Because that's all they're talking about. <laughs> You're welcome. Juggalo Judgment, hosted by your one and only host. <laughs> Shmeev is now gone. Um, there's nothing else about the song, but if you want to go on ahead to 124, we got something else. <laughs> Violent J a little bit to start getting annoyed. Shaggy just instant. Oh no, you. you Who call- the fuck is this? I will kick your ass. You call Shaggy on the phone. He is already <laughs> furious. <laughs> it is so fucking funny. And again, Madrox used the Madrox voice. It's literally just Madrox. Like, he is. And- and and Shaggy didn't get it? 
Really? Oh my god. I also want to point out, um, for anybody who has Instagram, Shaggy Tudo has an Instagram page now. Oh. And it's pretty great. <laughs> um, he takes some really funny photos. Huh. So go ahead and follow Shaggy. <laughs> you know who else follows Shaggy? Twisted. Really? Yes, they do. Huh. They like his posts. <laughs> they wished him happy birthday. <laughs> Nice. And somebody was like, yo, does that mean the beef is done? And somebody was like, we just wished him happy birthday, dog. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, again. It's literally just a violent jail. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, that's a good skit. Yeah. It's really fucking funny. Uh-huh. It's to the point, And nobody was harmed. Yeah. <laughs> Only Shaggy was annoyed <laughs> greatly. So we can move on to track number 10. This is Unrational. by Mr. Bones for his Something Weird EP. Things would have went according to plans. This song, as well as Blam, Bad Dream, I Could, and the title track, Something Weird, would have accompanied an intro to provide a finished product. Well, now you know it. Knowing is half the battle. So, what's interesting about this to me is he could have just released Blam, like, 12 times and had an entire album and it would have been about the same. (laughs) Do you want to know my note on this? Go on. As far as solo Mr. Bones songs go, this is okay. And then right into that, Blam is better, though. <laughs> What's funny, though, is on, on Crypto Collection 1, where we talked about the Something Weird EP, I'm pretty sure that they didn't even mention this song. Yeah. They uh, said, like, oh, all the tracks were featured on this. And then <laughs> Jamie Madrox is like, oh, yeah, I found this one, too. This was supposed to be on there. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. Thank I you. got do that you Celtic talk- guy. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you talk like that all the time? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, <laughs> this one's here too. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's an okay song. Madrox, I mean, hey, credit to him, he makes a lot of fucking music. Yeah, like he puts in a lot of work. It seems that it's impossible to find a, a hectic solo track. <laughs> um, so we just get a lot of Mr. Bone stuff. Um, which. Honestly, is not a bad thing because, as I've said before, I think for a very long time, Madrox was the superior member. Um, but again, this track is just 
it's kind of whatever to me. Does somebody have a count of all of the times that they say like paranoid schizophrenic in <laughs> in tracks <laughs> across their career? Oh God, I um, <laughs> you have to fill a fucking novel with that. And yeah, no. I I didn't really have anything to say about yeah. this. I just noted that he 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 specifically says the words retro horror music again in this, like back to back, Homebound and this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all right, man. <laughs> right, and I think I don't know if that was like a label or something. Yeah, I don't know either. Because if I remember correctly, the music label that they were on before was called uh, Latinum, mm. which was. Mental backwards, uh, um. So I don't know if retro horror music was like a label, a sub label, anything like that. If he's just, if someone knows, call, please tell me. If he was just calling out his style because they did not have the words "wicked shit" yet. True, very true. Um, I think that the term horrorcore was maybe back then. Um, Although, if anything, retro. If you hear those instrumentals, like those, clearly got some like old samples in them. So maybe yeah. that's why they're calling it retro. Well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up right now. I was gonna bring it up at the very end. Uh, sorry. So, uh, well, so sorry. All right. Uh, I just I wanted to bring it up at some point, and now bringing it up here. Why Why not? Since we're talking about it. Okay. Uh, I was chatting with somebody, and I brought up that we do this, <laughs> and okay, he brought up. He was like, you know, what you should do. You should you should just take it. Like, have have like a time where you dig into some Memphis rap. Oh, horror core, like what the the horror core before they kind of got that name, ish. So three six three six mafia is Memphis rap, yeah. Three and, six and a bunch of the other stuff from around there, and I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we talked about we mentioned three six we mafia, some three six yeah. uh, ghetto boys. I didn't know they were they in Memphis. I didn't know that. Uh, uh, they no, they weren't Memphis. I'm just trying to think of like early groups in general that might have been considered that. Memphis is like he then passed me like I mean, a, a, a there's like a person who like yearly will add to a list that they have <laughs> of like just iconic Memphis rap shit that mm-hmm. people need I mean, to listen to. And I was like, I'll take the at some point. 90% of which we cannot say the names of. <laughs> the thing with 3-6 Mafia, I mean, 3-6 Mafia was not the original name. Uh, they were called Triple Six Mafia. Uh, okay. And, I mean... Same. It was... More or less. Right. <laughs> I mean, but 666. Yeah, I mean, more blatant. I think 3-6 Mafia was a little more, like, marketable for whatever reason. Well, but, I mean, you, you gotta I mean, figure, like, it. that style in the frickin' Bible Belt, like, yeah, clearly was going to <laughs> set off some radars. Oh, for sure. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't really have much to do with this song, but... <laughs> well, since we got into talking about horrorcore and the names of it as exactly. it was the coming things... out and before people really had like a a descriptor for it. Mm-hmm. And it was just like Yeah. Alright. Sometime you need to do that. Yeah. Track number eleven, this is We Don't Die, non rock mix. Salem's lot, 
other word that you said, uh -huh. how it's supposed to be said, is a separate word. Mm. From what I understand, I, I heard something that it is, mm. and Sam Hain is not necessarily incorrect. Done many lookups on this. <laughs> this version of We Don't Die is the rare version that appeared on the Freak Show sampler used to promote the album. We decided to call it the non-rock mix because... Uh, unlike the album version, it is guitar free. This track was originally recorded in mid-April of 2000. Um, you ever seen that meme of like no. two people that like look exactly the same, and it's like, who are you? And it's like, I'm you, but better. This is that, but I'm you, but worse. <laughs> For sure, yeah, it is. So boring. I, I hit you up, literally, as I was listening to this. Oh, yeah. And it's not good. It's not. It's not great. Um, it's just... Why, why? Why they do? Like, obviously, this is the version that got made first, um, because everything else, ex like, with the exception of not having the guitars, everything else is exactly the same. Not just the lyrics, but even, like, the backing track. The backing track is just in the background of the version of Freak Show. Mm. Um, so, yeah, this is just, like, stripped down and not as good. Yeah, I am so glad that this version did not make it to the actual album. Because this track would be nothing. No. If that I, I, li I literally texted you as I was listening to it. I was like, hmm, this sounds familiar, but it's definitely a remix. What is it? And then the hook hits and just... It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's not that great. Plain and simple. Yeah. I mean, good good on them, I guess. I wonder if it was just like, so you said this was made, this was made for a sampler. Yes. Was it made after like the original one was done? Did they, did they remix this or was this an original that they then like I said, took to someone else to if refine? I, if I have to guess, this was the original version or rather ludicrous should have been on it. Not necessarily like the original version, but oh, there's a hole in my bag. That's what's that? Oh, gotta be really careful. Um, give me a second. We're going to, we're going to take a deep dive into the, the good book. Of juggaloism. Oh. Because I think that there is actually mention of that sampler in here. If you'll burr with me. What the fuck? Let's see. Zarbzar, Freak Show, Cryptic Collection. Let's see. Is it not on here? What? Is it really not on here? There's no fucking way. Wait. Hold on. Hold the fuck up. Cryptic collection. Wow! It is, there's no info on it in here. That's fucking weird. Damn. Wow! That's kind of annoying. I thought there was. My bad, y'all. I thought that I would have something to say about the fucking sampler, but it does not show up in this book. That's booty. Hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah, jumps from Crypto Collection to Friction. Also, this doesn't go in, like, order of release. It goes in alphabetical order per, <laughs> like, per year, and it's <laughs> super fucking dumb. It's so I hate it so much. I really do. Um, 
Well, no use dwelling on that still. Um, yeah, from, from what I guess is the sampler was probably made first, um, to be like a, a hint of what you'll hear. Yeah. And that's why this was featured on it. And then it was put out on its own or they, they, they mixed it after the fact of the guitars, hmm. um, and put that on the album. I also think that if I remember correctly, I think there's a, we don't die vinyl single that came out. Uh, within the last couple of years, and I think that version might be on the B side of it as well. I don't remember. I'd have to look. I think it's on there. Sounds about right. Uh, anything else on this one, though? Nope. Cool. Let's <laughs> scooch on down to track number 12. Another smoke break. This was featured on the first pressing of Most Tasteless, and was also recorded in March of 98 by the Dark Carnival's own Violent J. If you smoke bud, then say... Hell yeah. Cool. There's nothing else to talk about on yeah, this. Yeah, it's going to roll right into Juggalo Track Party. Track number 13, Juggalo Party featuring Blaze Dead Homie and ABK. Recorded on October 25th, 2000. The song was released exclusively at Juggalo's Tending Halloween Week in 2000 as part of a box set, which was extremely limited. The track also features a guest appearance by Twisted's Dead Homie Blaze, as well as Anybody Killer. This track is the bomb. So, I was doing my listens today for the notes. And messaged my friend Courtney, the the, the down-ass Juggalette, who is not a fan of Twisted. Sure. Um, I, d- I did want to let you know. Um, I don't know if I told you this. Give, what's she... what's her breakdown on on like all like each psychopathic person? What do you mean? Like like so ICP. Where she stand? Yeah, she's she's all for ICP. Twisted. She fucking hates Twisted. Blaze. She thinks he's okay. ABK. Pretty sure she's indifferent or does not care. That's all of them. Uh, go on. I mean, there's there's more, but like that's all. Of them. She she fucking loves psychopathic riders. Like loves riders. Really? Yes. Like dumping and riding dirty, which which is their second album. Yeah. yeah. She's all about. Um, she does not care about dark clothes. <laughs> yeah. Um, whenever you said on um on the last episode <laughs> about how twisted are like the best at rapping about nothing. Mm-hmm. She hit me up on that, and she was like, "Oh my god, 
I've never had somebody actually say that, and I agree completely. (laughs) 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 Um, But I hit her up today, and I said, unpopular... I said, unpopular opinion. Twisted do better Hallow Wicked slash Fright Fest songs than ICP do. I mean... And she said... Yeah, super unpopular opinion, because she does not like them. <laughs> yeah, well... It uh, takes a while for ICP to have pretty decent Halloween tracks, just yeah. fucking saying. In, in, uh, in this current day that we're looking at, like, from what I've seen up until now, this is the best Halloween track. It's really fucking good. Um, Also... That's not even the first thing that I wrote down. <laughs> the first thing that I wrote down is, My name is Blaze! <laughs> my dude. My dude, how many times can you say that? <laughs> I. Well, okay, let's be fair. Let's be fair. This was recorded in October of 2000. Yeah! Okay. So, no, 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 hold on. What? His EP was the only thing that was out at the time. <laughs> what else was he on? He was on other stuff. Hound Dogs. Did he announce his name on that one? I feel like he must have. Say, y'all don't even know who the fuck I am! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he ever says his name on that track. <laughs> but my, other people say his name is Blaze. My point is, regardless, he says it a lot. <laughs> Enough for me to have noticed that he has said, my name is Blaze. That line in particular. Enough. Enough for me to have taken note. I think he just likes saying names. Because in the, in the beginning of the third track, it's my favorite time in anybody can watch! <laughs> like, why was ABK Blaze's hype man? Could it have been the other way around? Blaze would have been a fucking dope-ass hype mm, man. Yeah. Which, let's point something out. If there's one thing that Blaze is very good about, it's talking about who people are. <laughs> Usually we, it's himself. We, didn't, we never we never pointed out what Blaze. Guess what? He does it again. We never pointed out what Blaze looks like. Really, like when we talked about his stuff, he is dressed up like t- typically like at this time. It actually, kind of reminds me of somebody that I know. He um, we we were, saw like the white face paint and whatnot. Sure, sure. Uh, typically was wearing like a ball cap and like a a like a baseball jersey, but. He would wear a big fucking clock around his neck, <laughs> like Flava Flav, but the clock would have like bullet holes in it. So maybe he was supposed to be the hype man. <laughs> we could have had ISI, Blaze being the supreme hype man, but no. Oh, Jesus. No. Damn it. <laughs> This guy. Um, uh, we get an F-bomb for trick-or-treating. Yeah, we sure did. Which is... Madrox, then, later on, should be calling out Monoxide, because he flat-out says that he is trick-or-treating. Yeah, man. Where, where are you at, man? It's not, it's not cool. Um, trick-or-treating is cool. Yeah. If you see... If you see some, like, like older teens or something like that out trick-or-treating, fucking let them go. Give yeah. them some goddamn candy. Let them let them experience a little bit of joy. Life is shit, man. They've already... Pe- people gotta grow up way too goddamn fast right now, all get right? Them, Everything's get, fucked. Get, get you them, them full-size candy bars. Let, let a motherfucker hold on for a minute. <laughs> um, 
What else did I have? Oh, and just Blaze and ABK with the goodness. Like they they helped this track out a lot. This track is not bad by any stretch. If it was just twisted, it'd be it'd be fine as is. But Blaze and ABK just add another dynamic to it. It's really fucking good. Yeah. Like I love this fucking song. Blaze is extremely blazing. He is. He's as blaze as blazing. Blaze, his <laughs> just yelling, yelling, yeah, yelling. Did you know? Did you know? Blaze is dead. What? What? Man, he's he's a gangster. Breaking news. He's dead. Exclusive to Juggalo Judgment. Blaze. Your dead homie. Is your dead homie. And it means that he is dead. He's... Wait, is he a gangster? I think he is. Oh my god. He is. Breaking news. This is... How will the world... Of the Juggalos and the Juggalettes ever be able to stand on their own two feet again? I had to tear that verse apart to find that. (laughs) But I got it. I got the scoop. (laughs) This is investigative journalism. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs a fucking degree for that? Give me my goddamn Pulitzer, you bitches. Come at us, Fox News (laughs) and MSNBC and CNN. Oh, you went with the worst one straight and off the, the onion. Guy. Come at us. My homies at the onion. Shout out. They're dope. Uh, I would say let's move on to the next track, but let's not. Oh, what? Let's go to 401. Oh, yeah. What is the 401 on? That's not how that goes. Shut up. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to do that. 401. Giddy up 401. That's not how that goes. A little more. Hold on, time a little more. That'll work. We're at 357. I said 401, but it's okay. Hello? I like that we got, like, a conclusion to that. <laughs> also, it took me until doing, like, the, the listen right before my notes of trying to... Sometimes hearing, like, on the phone, yeah, I could, it's, I can't it's very hard to hear. He but whenever he says, you guys wouldn't be making skits, would you? I was like, <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Because I wonder if, like, Jay was in on them whenever they were pranking Blaze. We know that there was Twisted. I mean, there was a lot of... It sounded like there were quite a few people. In we know the there room. was Twisted. We know there was Mike P. We know there was Alex. Um, and whoever the fuck Huggy Bear is. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck that person is. So there were at least five people there uh, that were fucking with Blaze. So assuming that this was recorded before then, he probably knew Like after that. And whenever he's like... Who would be calling from Mike Clark's at 2 in the morning? So they woke up Violent J at 2 in the morning to, to fucking prank call him. Jesus. <laughs> like, I'm assuming that, like, Jay then after the fact, like, checked his 
like if he had a caller ID <laughs> just to see like why is why am I getting a call from the fun house or whatever the fuck yeah that's we just just three skits on this album and they fit just fine yeah like that was that's fine on this CD they're very simple had they had they spread like I said the ones on Blaze's last album they spread those out it might have been just as good cuz we already knew that it was like a joke yeah but yeah, I just really appreciate that. I also appreciate the fact that Violent J was, like, super cool with it. <laughs> I wonder if Shaggy was, like, after he found out. Uh, that's, yeah. Because <laughs> I've heard some stuff that, like, Shaggy got to be, like, a very salty person when people would fuck with him. Uh, so, well, yeah. they still wished him a happy birthday. That is true. They're cool. Track number 14. <laughs> twisted, we're cool. <laughs> <laughs> Track number 14, this is Dark Lotus with Drunken Ninja Master. Unreleased track from Dark Lotus is devastating. The concept for the track was provided by Lotus members Shaggy Tudup and Jimmy Madrox. The track features Twisted and ICP, aka Dark Lotus, as well as a guest appearance by Blaze Dead Homie and Anybody Killer. Not to mention the super duper slamming beat produced by none other than Shaggy Tudup. This track is ready for you, but are you ready for the track? Now, now, here's the problem. Here's the problem that I see. When the fuck was this recorded? That's a good question. If they're saying that it was Dark Lotus... Yeah, and it was just ICP and Twitter. Featuring Blaze and ABK. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. When did they make this? Oh. Why was it unheard of until this album? <laughs> so... What you got? <laughs> until you said that Shaggy was the one that produced this... Where you beat feel like was Mikey Clark drunk? No, <laughs> nah, it beats all right. It's okay. Violent J has a line. I'm like Shaggy with this beat. I'm weak. <laughs> <laughs> Those might be separate Satan statements, but they are one right after the other. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. That's and either way, no matter, even if Shaggy wasn't the one that produced it, that's cold, man. <laughs> um, 
And uh, we're also we're we're kind of back to Dark Lords just being indistinguishable from like an ICP posse cut. Right, and this is another thing of like, is this also during the phase of we actually don't really know what we're doing with this super group that we've come up with? Right, it's like, like we, it, it really sounds like we're doing posse cuts. Also, sometimes we mention Dark Lotus. Yeah, like it doesn't mean anything, but we say it. Violent J does the, does the whole "I'm going to say a word wrong to fit this rhyme scheme." No. Dark Lodies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but but like, I, it just irks me. And again, they're say like in the description in the fucking book in the official fucking book for this album, it's saying that it's Dark Lotus featuring Blaze and ABK. Huh. But like, what? Blaze is mentioning Dark Lotus in his verse. Well, so like, because yeah, he's. On the track with them. Right. But, like, it's implying that he's part of the group, but was he part of the group whenever they made the song? I don't fucking get it. No, it seems like he was not. Right. But why do this song... <laughs> it may have been shortly after they were brought on. I... Uh, maybe. It may have been, like, a trial period. Perhaps, but, like... Maybe okay, it was this... before his EP. Okay, but... The, okay, my issue is... When was it recorded? Because if it was recorded That's before funny. July of 2001, why is ABK on it? I don't know. When it would have been Mars. I don't know. Again, there were rumors that ABK was going to be a member of Dark Lotus, and but we didn't get this track until after the Mars version of Tales from the Lotus pod came out. I don't know, like, it's a, the timeline for all of that or when ABK was around in general. He, like, kind of came around during Bizarre Bizarre Era, because we, we first I heard I don't him, know what that means. Uh, October of 2000. Okay. Well, when did, when well, did Dark Lotus happen? The album released in July of 2001. Okay. So, I mean, like, this could have been pre-Mars. I want to say yes, but I also don't know when Mars, like, came around, because he did tour with ICP for Bizarre Bizarre. Like, he was on that tour. Hmm. So, yeah, it's just... I mean, like... It's a clusterfuck that I don't have, like, legit knowledge of, like, when all this shit was coming around. And that's why it frustrates me. Sorry if you guys don't want to hear me talk about, like, pinpointing. Like, like I have a fucking pin board (laughs) connecting this to that. Like, fucking Charlie Day and goddamn uh, (laughs) Always Sunny. But it's, it's... as somebody who wasn't listening to this music at the time, no, this is shit that I'm trying to figure out so that I have a better understanding of like, it. Yeah, the, the thing of it is, is that, like, prior to, like, actually getting the first album organized and all that stuff... If we can call it that. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> Pr- prior to, like, having it set to, Released. like, that they were doing... No, no, no. Like, prior mm. to like, getting ready to record it mm. and having all of that stuff ready to go and you know knowing who the personnel are for it and all that shit like i would imagine that they were probably just kicking around the idea of it for a while right so you know and initially i imagine what it was was literally just them like all right us twisted let's go because they were the and only that's two was... established groups in the fucking re- label and that was that's what it was going to be that's what i mean it's, it's almost as so during that time bothered. that they were doing that they were probably starting up on like all right let's start getting some shit and they probably a lot of the stuff that ended up on 
uh, Tales from the Lotus Pod they probably had written at the time, and they just were like, all right, well, let's bring in these two people that we have on this as well, because why the fuck not? And then they just had it sitting around for a while, and they were like, eh, it doesn't work for the album. But it's Although interesting. it, it would have, just as well as any other think track. About, but to think about the fact that, like, on Tales from the Lotus Pod, there's only, like, two songs that are just Twisted and ICP. Yeah. Um... And then we have, you know, I Don't Care, which is Twisted and ICP. We had Echo Side, which was Twisted and ICP. Should then Tales from the Lotus Pod have just been Twisted and ICP? Should they have not bothered adding Blaze or adding Mars and, you know, then replacing them with AVK? Like, should it just have been those four? Would we have gotten the album that we got just without those two people? It's a fucking clusterfuck. And this song throws a wrench in all those gears to me. I don't think it does though. I overthink the shit. My my point is just that like <laughs> at a point before they had fully established it and decided on what they were going to do like as a final thing before they even thought of Tales from the Lotus Pod, mm-hmm. they were kicking it around and just had some tracks and then they were like, well all right, this track that we had with them worked out pretty well, so why the fuck not? I guess. You know, and may- maybe like ABK they didn't fully bring into it obviously because he was just kind of there. Yeah, afterwards, I, but like that might be right. I at don't the very know. least, they were like, "All right, well, let's bring in this Blaze guy. We'll roll with that. Cool." And then they're like, <laughs> "Mars, yeah, why the fuck not?" And then afterwards, they're like, "Oh, we hate this fucker." Because because Violent J was like, "Yeah, I'm all about Mars. Him dope. Him is too dope." And then um, in the like second fastest turnaround in Psychopathic Records history, he was like, "No, I hate him actually." <laughs> <laughs> Um, the fastest turn turnaround was probably on Blaze. Like, Actually, I love this guy. <laughs> He's my favorite, in fact. I'm his biggest hype man. <laughs> so, that's Crypto Collection 2. Yeah. This is definitely one of the quicker albums to listen to, because it's only like 40-something seconds, 40-something minutes long. If only... Yeah, 40 seconds, man. 40 seconds. 40 something minutes. Imagine. <laughs> what are your thoughts on it, man? <laughs> <laughs> the pause like in your face was just said so much. It's I don't it's just I don't know. Like if I was going to take anything from it like I remember it's good. I remember it's really good. I think Juggalo Party was all right. Juggalo Party's pretty good. And then I've run out. I would add those two, and uh, I don't care. I mean, I don't care. It's close to being okay. <laughs> Stylistically, it's all right, but in the same way that they don't care, neither do I. <laughs> that is slightly harsh, but okay. The, I'll well, take the it. sentiment of the song, no, I just I, can't, I can't bring myself to give a fuck about that. Like, I'm like, nah, <laughs> shut up. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's you're a child. Get out of my fucking face. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, hey, it's, it's about what three-fifths of this album is not even twisted. It's literally Mr. like... Mr. Bones. Mr. Bones, old H.O.K. shit. And um, in all of those, it's, it's the stuff that I said way too much about twisted in these past couple episodes where it's just, they're just, they're rapping and it's, they're pretty good at rapping. But For you, I feel like it's the epitome of meh. Yeah, it really is. It, and, and is the worst sin. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's it's one thing whenever something is good or bad because you can just directly say that. This is whenever it's an in between. Whenever it's an in between, it's like 
you couldn't have even put the effort to be better, or you couldn't have just, like, done it shittily. You couldn't have tanked this enough for me to just go off. <laughs> it's just... And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I hate the CD, but I don't listen to many of the tracks on it. Yeah. Like, literally, those three that I mentioned, um, are basically the main ones. I did learn that I really like Why the Children a lot more. Yeah. Um, but other than those, yeah, it's, it's... Hey, it's a quick listen, but it's not much else other than that. Yeah, there are some like okay tracks yeah. on it. But nothing, it nothing on this. I, I don't think that anything on this album is like you have to listen to this song. I, yeah, I can't feel passionately about any. Like I remember, I would probably recommend it to somebody. I'd be like, "Okay, that's a track right there." Boom. And aside from that, uh, take or leave. I agree. Any of the other ones? Well. That's pretty much this episode. Um, I'm sorry, this was very just... It just grinded to a fucking halt right yeah, there. Yeah, hey, you know what? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that's what you gotta do. That's, that's what it calls for. Um, if I looked at this properly, our next episode, we will finally... Psychopathic ride is tight. No. Oh, shit. We will, if I remember correctly, revisit Insane Clown Posse. What? It has been a fucking minute, man. What the fuck? Forgotten Freshness Volume 3, oh, I believe, it. is the next one. Fuck! Don't quote me on that, but if I looked at, at the Wikipedia correctly... Son of a bitch. We will hit Forgotten Freshness 3. What? Why? I thought you'd be happy for that. A Forgotten Freshness, though? It's actually a pretty good one. You said this. I legitimately think that Forgotten Freshness 3 is really good. Okay. You promised me this before, though. It's not my fault that you don't like the Headhunters remix. So. It's fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's also... I, I appreciate Forgotten Freshness 3 in the sense that it is not as much of their old, If old I would have thought about it, I would have replaced We Don't Die with the Headhunters remix. <laughs> <laughs> I would have changed the track name and all the other information where <laughs> just slapped it right in there. <laughs> no. <laughs> on, on Forgotten Freshness 3, there's only one, like, old, old track. Everything else is uh, a lot more recent for the time. So it, it's still, like, a good look into where ICP was heading. Okay. So, yeah, I think that, that you'll be fine is with that Is it a one. short listen? Oh no! Okay, whatever. <laughs> don't I even don't, look. Don't. I don't care. I, I don't. I don't know. care. Don't look. To, Stop we, it. We need to know. We need to know. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> we Save need to time know. for editing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that to go on. Um. So yeah. Uh, there's not much else to talk about. There's one thing I want to bring up. Uh, well, two things actually. Oh. If you're listening to this the day it comes out. That will be October 27th. Happy birthday. No. It'll be the day that I go to see Twisted in Pittsburgh. If you're going, hit me up. Oh, that's we'll... not the day that you're going to go see the show? No, we're going the day before. Oh, okay. I'll see you then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Sunday matinee. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, sun Sunday, uh, October 27th, Twisted is at Crash House. I'd never fucking gone there. It looks small as fuck. Uh, but that's the good shit. But I'm gonna go there, and that's why I'm... I miss Alter Bar. Oh, yeah. Small person. It was really nice. Yeah, but this doesn't even look like it has like a stage. Uh, it looks like it has two foot risers. That's pretty wicked, actually. I, I can dig that. I don't know. 
I don't know. All it's I know a is awkward. I prefer having a stage. I can like lean on it if I'm up front. But like, all I know I is I will fucking rush up to the front because I'm short as a motherfucker, mm-hmm. and I will not move from my spot, <laughs> as I tend to do at these concerts. I will be wearing my big ass fucking three X uh, green jersey that I won earlier this year. At least for the VIP, I may take it off before the show uh, if I have chance to go back to my uh, thing. Yeah, but if they have. But if they have the jersey from the newest album, I really like that design. I would get one of those. Okay. Um, so there's that. And then also, uh, as of this coming out, there will only be, I think, three or four days left. There is a Kickstarter going on oh, yeah. from Twisted and Source Point Comics. Uh, it is for them to put out their uh, Haunted High Ons collection in, uh, in a full um, uh, hardbound edition. Um, there are a bunch of stretch goals that have yet to be hit. They just hit, uh, 21,000 as of, as of this recording. Um, and, uh, there's only a couple more stretch goals to hit and it'd be super cool if people would go and kickstart it. Um, I have kickstarted it and I'm super excited to get that in and get some, some extra goodies. Um, so they need more backers. If they hit 420 backers... Every backer will get to hear new music first from Twisted, and that's super hype. Wow. Um, but hey, there's me uh, plugging shit that has nothing to do with me, because I just tend to do that, because, well, it has to do with me because I'm getting shit out of it. <laughs> because yeah. of the extra hit. That's like, true. The extra stretch goals. Like, they're adding more content to it uh, with uh, with more fun, so that'd be super, super cool. Well, but in other news... I have actually uh, gotten through another watch of Big Money Hustlers, and oh. I, I did did some did some note taking for it. Cool. I am basically ready to do that. Oh, okay. We have the time to do. I so. should I should watch it at least once. Yeah, you should. Because I have not done. I it mean, yet. you have the copy. I gave it right back to you. I know. I'm just very very bad at this shit. And uh, I've been I've been doing my due diligence, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I won't be free to do it much. This week, <laughs> next weekend, I don't have any days free, but we'll, we'll figure the weekend out. after, which will be another recording weekend, I could possibly do that. We'll figure something out. I don't know if I'd want to do it on a recording weekend. No. <laughs> I mean, it would probably be one of those where we record that in place of the episode. Yeah. Um, so, but we'll let you know eventually. Check out the social media. The social media, actually, that you We can have those. Us. Yeah, we got a bunch of them. We have a Facebook Juggalo Judgment. We have a Twitter. At Juggalo Judgment. Go follow that. We use it a lot. Uh, we have an Instagram. At Juggalo Judgment. Uh, we have an email account. Juggalo Judgment at gmail.com. We have personal Twitters. Shmeev. Mike Spawn, the S-E-J. Um, I don't have a Tinder. Do you have a Tinder? No. Okay. I thought you can't about fo- it. You can't follow us on Get Tinder. To it. Uh, Grinder. Not yet. I don't have that either. Um, uh, get me on Christian Mingle. Uh, I'm on DeviantArt. Yeah, I got a farmers only. <laughs> Follow me on FetLife. I don't post there as much anymore. But every once in a while, I'll, I'll get back to it. You can hit me up on uh, on Juggalove, the Juggalo dating site. I love that there was actually a skit for that a long time ago. But the joke is, is that skit came out after there was already a site that I was a part of. Huh. Uh, for for a short time, I'm not on there anymore. I like to send messages through my Amazon wish list. Just, like, <laughs> just take a look at it. 
Um, it's all coded, but if you can work it out, it's you all good. Saying. Yeah, you know, just hide that stuff. <laughs> Somebody finds the message of I want to stop doing this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, please buy me all of this stuff so I can escape. <laughs> all right. Well, I don't think there's anything else to go into. Uh, thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate you uh, you taking the time out of your uh, busy day to, to listen to us. If you're listening to us while you're at work, um, do, make sure you do your work. Get that money. Fuck your boss. Whoa. Fuck. Don't. Well, I mean. Don't actually fuck your boss, but. Unless they're down with it. As a conflict of interest. I mean, hey, sometimes you got to break through that glass ceiling. Honestly. Yeah. Just. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Extortion. That's actually a quick oh, quo sexual harassment. Oh. Mm. Hmm. Anyway, the point is your boss is a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him to eat shit. Whoa. And while you're at it, I don't it, mind my new boss, he's quite nice. Finish your fakos. I remember when people used to break on me, saying anything I do would never make money, and everything I do would be whack. And every word they spoke, a knife in my back. I remember watching Evil Dead at 4 o'clock in the morning every night all summer. Sitting in the dark trying to game on hoes for a chance to dip my thing dang in some hole. 